Sorry, I'll bring the whole freaking thing. I mean, you've been saying you were going through for like two years, so eventually I'll like to read it. We've only been doing this for a year. It can't be two. We've been friends for longer than a year. I didn't think it was his friends before. Welcome to episode 64 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Miguel Garza! Ow! It's my Horatio Kane, man. <laughs> yeah! I've never heard him oh. make that sound. Do you mean the who? The who? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. We're not playing uh, who's on first. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we also have a very special guest today, Mr. Dave the Nerd. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Should I call you Dave the Nerd, or should I call you by your full name? You can call me Dave. I don't care. All right. You can't call him special like that, man. That's that's going to hurt his feelings. How did I call him special? You were like, we got a special guest today. Hey, my mommy says I'm special because I ride the short bus. <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> yep, congratulations. You're a star. <laughs> <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> All right, we're getting off on some tangents here. Uh, what you expected. If you want to get those references, go listen to my other podcast, the Just In Case podcast, where I uh, said some funny things the last two episodes. So. Hashtag traitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right into our comic discussion. What were your top two books this week, Miguel? Well, let's see here. Number two for me was Magneto number, who? Magneto number 15, <laughs> written by Cullen Bunn. Drawn by Gabriel Walter. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Hey, pretty good. All right, now, Magneto just kicks ass, whoops ass, takes ass, and everything else. He takes ass? Yes, he does. <laughs> well, as you know, previous, in the previous book, he gets himself captured. He surrenders. Uh, you find out there was a reason for that. He wanted to get on the helicarrier. He got assistance from somebody in S.H.I.E.L.D. who's undercover helping him. And so he broke out, and then he pretty much walked out there and disabled all the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys like they were nothing. And pretty much told him, this is just a slap. Come at me again, and you're going to find out what it feels like to get beat down, which is what I love. Magneto just taking ass whenever he wants it. Taking ass. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the right, right etymology there, but okay. Fine. He was kicking ass. Kicking ass works. And Ta- showing how it's supposed to be done. Sure. You forgot to mention also that he brought his uh, band of marauders with him. Oh, yes. And uh, you know they were all just whooping the shit out of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And uh, Sabretooth, who I got confused actually earlier today because I thought it was supposed to be Sabretooth from Axis, the, the real Sabretooth. Yeah, I did forget uh, to mention. That was a cool part. Who had become a good guy. But Sabretooth's there on the page killing people. And I was like, what's going on? Cullen Bunn corrected me and said that. <laughs> That's the Marauder Sabretooth who's a clone, actually. It's not uh, the real Sabretooth. So he ain't nothing anymore. Yeah, he's nothing anymore. Magneto ripped him apart. <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Threw him into that propeller. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great issue. Uh, definitely one of the better Marvel books today. Yeah, I told you, man, I've loved this run. This Magneto run has been amazing. He's been vicious, and that's what I like, and that's how he's supposed to be. Not some tree-hugging Dave the Nerd kind of guy. Hey, <laughs> you got to pick on our guest, man. That's not cool. He called me Kanye earlier today. He called you worse? Yeah, he said we were bunking. <laughs> we were. Ah. <laughs> that's not a secret. <laughs> Whoa, I don't know about all this. <laughs> what was your number one book? Number one, another favorite of ours, Deadly Class number 11. By Rick Remender and Wes Craig, right? That is actually my number one book as well. It Damn was, it. It was great. I, fighting from the beginning to the end. A little shocker at the end. Well, if you remember, 
in the last issue, the gang of kids from the school went to take on the rednecks. Yeah. And <laughs> some of them are outside and they're planning on breaking in the back so they can do a pincer maneuver. Backdoor move? Backdoor move, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Marcus and the main people are inside and they're having this knockdown drag out with you know, the big boys and the, the leader of the cult who used to be Marcus's roommate, who's actually the one who killed all those people in the school that Marcus got blamed for. Cyan and Maria are upstairs and uh, Maria is fighting this crazy bitch from the redneck side of it. And she's getting ready to cut her throat. And Saya's is just sitting in the window watching. <laughs> she's not going to help. Or maybe I'm getting the names backwards. Uh, yeah, I'm getting the names backwards. Yeah, yeah. Saya is the one fighting the crazy bitch. And uh, Maria is the one in the window who's not going to help her because Saya slept with Marcus. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, there's an inner monologue going on there about what a bitch she is for not helping her. But in the end, she does. She just lets the, the redneck girl cut her throat a little bit. Just a little cut. Mm-hmm. little cut throat. <laughs> Shaving cut. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, of course, the downstairs fight is all guns and bullets. And, you know, Saya and, and Maria, after they beat the girl, fight these two giant, you know, 400-pound dudes. And, I mean, that's pretty brutal. Uh, it's just one of those issues where there's just tons and tons of action and not a whole lot of dialogue. And the little bit of dialogue there is is just phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, there's a little twist at the end, too, which I don't want to spoil. But it's a great issue. Yeah, it was. Super violent. Yeah. People fighting everywhere, the little monologue between each other. I loved him. <laughs> we were friends. Yeah, great book. So what was your number two? My number two was actually Rain Number Two from Kel Simons and Nate Stockman. Hey! Um, it resumes where the last issue left off. Uh, he's in the town, and... They're in the bar, and the fight's going on, and the little sorceress girl who he's come to find is fighting against all these guys by herself, the Imperial Guard, and they somehow know that he is one of the Guardians, so they're determined to take him down. So they have a pretty decent fight in the bar. It's, it's really action-packed, uh, but in the end, he ends up surrendering to save her, and he gets dragged to the uh, king or leader of the guards or whatever, and... It's like one of those frog people. And he's like, no, no, we're not going to put up with your crap anymore. He's like, you're going away to a hole where you can't interfere with our plans. You know, we've been working on this for years and years, and you're not going to show up and ruin it. Rain gets locked up in the prison, and then the girl comes and saves him once he gets into the mining camps. And it's just a really good issue. It's fun. It's a lot of fun to read. Uh, Lots of sword and sorcery kind of stuff. So if you enjoy that, like we talked about before, you will enjoy this book. Well, that was my rolling on to the next segment. That was my pick of the week. Oh, nice. Rain, too. You know, Kill Simons and Nate Stockman. Of course, don't forget, the voices that talk to Rain, the girl that talks to Rain, whatever it is, told him, don't worry, you're about to be saved. Oh, and by the way, move to the left. He's like, what? And that's when the girl, the sorceress, cuts the, the chains. Funny thing. And you corrected me when I said last time it was on. I was like, the African-American was like, what? There was no Africans back then. <laughs> so the black guy was made a slave in a mine. <laughs> funny. But yeah. <laughs> Why is racism funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me. <laughs> All right. No, it's because I, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with that, but it was funny because like because he's Kanye. That's right. He <laughs> kind of looks like him, but uh, Rain's way cooler than Kanye. Oh, Rain's badass. Yeah. Rain gets free, kicks some ass with the girl, but the girl gets takes takes an arrow into the blades in the back of the blades, and then uh, he's got to take her to go see her father in these haunted freaking mountains. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the next I, issue's gonna I, be really good. God, I love this book. Kel is knocking it out of the park again, and we discuss how Nate is awesome. So, yeah. What was your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week was actually Rumble number three from John R. Cootie and James Heron. Oh, yeah. If you'll remember, Rumble is the story of the scarecrow who shows up and saves the boy who's fighting the monsters in the alley. With the big-ass sword. He's got a giant-ass sword. And then the boys... Thank you. What? <laughs> and then the boy is like, come back to my apartment, you know, come, I'll take you off the streets and we'll figure out what's going on. So they go back to his place, and they meet his friend... 
That sounds horrible. The description <laughs> you're telling me sounds like a bad night in Detroit. <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> town hobbit. It is what it is. I mean, the three of them have a little powwow, uh, him and his friend and the scarecrow, and the scarecrow starts telling them the story of his people. And thousands of years ago, there was this humanoid, godlike society that he was a part of. There was also like a, another society of monsters and demons, and they were at war with each other for thousands of years, that kind of thing. Well, I, I don't remember a single one of these characters' names, because every single one of them had really complicated, too many consonants in their, in their name kind of names. Yeah, whatever happened to Jeff and It was, Steve all, it was all like Tom. Kashirk, and, and <laughs> I can't possibly pronounce Hardyoken. it. But uh, the main scarecrow guy is telling the story of how he became a prisoner of war in the monster's camp. And his soul was taken out of his body and held held hostage. That was a trip, it was wasn't it? was chained up to this spire that, that kept souls attached to it, and his body was hidden away from him. And when the war was over, his he was supposed to be returned to his body, but he was not. He was kept chained to that spire for like another thousand years. Well, when the monster society realized that, they came and they were like, oh yeah, it was a clerical error, we'll let you go. But he was being a dick to the guy who was trying to let him go. So the guy was like, well, fuck you, I'm not giving you your body back. And he put him inside of a scarecrow instead. <laughs> that was wrong. So now he's on a personal quest of vengeance to get his body back. And it's funny because the two human boys are like, why, why, why are you doing this? Why, why should we help you? We should just let this go because they won't attack us unless you provoke them. <laughs> yeah, but the ball guy wants to help. Right. Uh, so he's going to fight this fire demon that might know something about his body. So they spray his entire scarecrow body down with flame repellent or <laughs> flame retardant chemicals, which... It's pretty damn funny. Uh, I, I thought it was a great issue, the best issue of the series so far, because it gave a lot of backstory. Um, I'm really excited to read the fourth one. Yeah, I liked the story. It was good. They did tell you a lot. Uh, yeah, him, him hanging was pretty damn funny. And then when he put him in the scarecrow, I was like, that's just wrong, man. Yeah. That's just wrong. <laughs> but the ball-headed kid was just funny. He goes, hold on, hold on. i got to go get some chips. <laughs> i got to get something to eat. Now, where are we at again? <laughs> that's yeah, you. That's not me. <laughs> I'm not bald and... Yes. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Have you read anything recently you'd like to talk about? Wait, I, I am bald. Wait a minute. <laughs> Do you like chips? Um, <laughs> not really. Um, maybe I'm at least a week behind on my books. The last couple I read that I remember is Clive Barker's Nightbreed number 9, which if you know the movie of Nightbreed or the book of Cabal by Clive Barker, it's pretty much just adding on to the story of the main character from Cabal, which is Aaron Boone, who is having nightmares of this mysterious place called Midian, where underlying and monster. And it turns out that he's supposed to be the savior, but his entire past is blacked out of his memory. Hmm. So it's just him going through all the stories that the head guy of Midian is trying to tell him to refresh his memories. And when he finally gets his memories back... He's just a broken man because it turns out his mother was raped by a demon which gave birth to him. So it's a real screwed up story, but I love it. I'm a huge fan of Clive Barker's and a huge fan of the movie Nightbreed. Cool. I thought I was going to say he was a fan of rapage and all that stuff. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's Horse to Sleaze, not Minion 8675309. He's your bodyguard, man. Why are you picking on him so much? He's not doing his job. He's on freaking strike. <laughs> hey, I never said I was on strike. I'm not, my body's not being protected. He's a scab. <laughs> He's a scab. <laughs> Just don't pick me. <laughs> Then another book I've been reading was uh, the Terra Normal series, written by uh, Howie Knoll, which it's pretty much about a preppy goth girl, if 
you can combine those two personalities who can not only see ghosts, but interact with them. And of all the ghosts that she can see, she cannot find her mother, who is killed by a demon. And it's just an entire story about her trying to prove to everybody that ghosts do exist, and she has scientifically proven it. Going through, trying to save as many people as she can, just so she can find the one ghost that is her mom. Huh. So she's Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Medium, except no. she looks like except she looks like Christina Ricci. That's oh, you done sold, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, in. I'm in. I'll join that one. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I did an interview with Howie Knoll on my podcast about two weeks ago, and he sent me the files after I bought the first three issues on Comicsology, and I burned through them in a day of work, and it was like, dude, this is so good. I have to read more. What's the name of the book again, Dave? Terra Normal. So do you read most of your books on uh, Comixology? Or are you a big digital guy? Uh, I'm digital when I can be because I can just take a, my iPad into work and just read while I'm doing nothing. But I do still like to have the book in my hand. I don't mind digital, but it frustrates me at times when you're reading it on your iPad or reading whatever. It just it, I just like the book. I'm, yeah, old, I mean, I'm old school. It just depends. I mean, there are some digital comics that I have that are really well designed for multimedia devices, phones or iPads or whatnot. And there's some that just weren't built for it. And the letters are too small or too close together and it just looks really bad and it's hard to read. You're constantly having to zoom in. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I hate it. I prefer physical ones, but I'm open to digital, too. I mean, there's plenty of digital ones I do read. See, the only reason why I got that on digital is because he doesn't have prints of it out. He did a Kickstarter and had a very limited amount of the hardcovers go out for the issues. That's a good reason. <laughs> That's a good reason to read it digitally. So you brought up these two books, but what genres, I guess, are you reading more of? I mean, are, um, is this more what you like? Or, I mean, are you like a Marvel big-time Spider-Man kind of Hulk kind of guy? Or are you an Image guy? I mean, you're a DC guy? That's the thing. I'll read pretty much everything and anything but like stuff that's really thought-provoking or horror-based is what I go for. I mean, you got your Walking Dead, you got your Tales of Mystery by Dirk Manning, you got your Terranormal by Howie Knoll, you got your Samaritan by Victor Dandridge Jr. Um, those are pretty much the main ones that I go for, but I'll read Grayson, I'll read Harley Quinn, The Suicide Squad, uh, Spider-Man, Miles some, Morales. There's some horror comics missing from that list, man. Tell me you read Nailbiter. <laughs> yes, I do read Nailbiter. All right. <laughs> Ghosted? Ghosted, yeah. Ghosted I haven't gotten into yet. The only book with ghosts I read is Terranormal as of right now. That's fair. As long as you um, read Nailbiter, it is, it's, in my opinion, the best horror comic coming out right now. I just love that book so much. I strongly suggest you start reading uh, either Nightmare World by Dirk Manning or... Start with Tales of Mystery or even jump into Carmageddon because everything is its own story, but they all touch base and pull little Easter eggs from every other story. Hmm, that's cool. Did you ever read uh, Lock and Key? Yes, I, I own all of them yeah, on so, trade. So oh, I don't have the trades. I have pretty much all the singles. Except I take the back. The first five that came out, I didn't get those. I wound up buying the trade, but I have everything else in the single issues because I really love that. It was my favorite series of all time probably. Well, I'm a big Joe Hill fan anyway, or I should say uh, Stephen King, so yeah. I have to be a Joe Hill fan. Yeah, same here. I, mean, I love Joe Hill. I got a bunch of his other books at home, too. I have a ton of Stephen King novels, and I have like the Dark Tower comics from back in the early 2000s. But 
beyond that, I, I really I'm not that familiar with Joe Hill. I mean, I've, I've read some Lock and Key books you've loaned to me, but you haven't loaned me the whole series yet. Sorry, I'll bring the whole freaking thing. I mean, you've been saying you were going through for like two years, so <laughs> eventually I'll like to read it. We've only been doing this for a year. It can't be two. We've been friends for longer than a year. I didn't think it was his friends before. <laughs> well, You're just acquaintances. <laughs> Co-worker. Co-worker. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's take a minute to talk about your show, Dave. Uh, you're also a podcaster. You do a show called Dave's Nerd Compendium on the uh, Pod Bros Network, right? Yep. Why don't you tell our listeners what your show is all about? Uh, what isn't my show about? I'll talk about video games, computer games, movies, music, comics, of course, books, uh, role-playing games, you name it. I'll cover it. If it's nerdy, I'm on it. I've been an avid gamer since I was eight years old. I've been a nerd for much longer than that. (laughs) So (laughs) I pretty much cover everything. What uh, determines what you're going to talk about? Oh, you talk about every snippet has little snippets of everything? Or is it like, oh, today there's some big breaking news on video games. I'm just going to talk about that and I'll mention a little bit of comics. Or is it like you try for every show, you try to get everything mentioned? Well, that's the thing. I do the show by myself, so I don't have a co-host to bounce off of if i hear of stuff happening or i see it online i'll like make notes of it sometimes it gets in the show sometimes it doesn't i just try to at least have a decent amount of ideas planned out to where i have nothing to go on i pull up a notebook and it's like okay i've covered that covered that ah here we go i haven't covered this so when i go on vacation from work all i do is i write episodes cool so do you actually script your shows, or you just write notes? I pretty much just outline everything. And if I have a co-host or a guest come in, I'll like just make one or two points, and then it's just free verse the rest of the way. i got to say, I, I admire you doing a solo show, because as, as much as I joke and I give uh, Bri-Fi shit about doing a solo show and making it look so easy, uh, it's not easy. I started doing my own solo show, as you know, and uh, it's, it's tough. It's a lot tougher than doing it with a co-host. Yeah, you gave him shit about his intro and his intro. <laughs> I, I like his intro. Yeah, and then you gave him crap because he changed it. <laughs> and they changed it back. Yeah. You affect people's lives, bro. <laughs> back to Dave. <laughs> so, Dave, how long have you been yeah, podcasting? I mean, ooh, that's a good question. I've had the idea of podcasting for about three years now. I finally bit the bullet back, I want to say, March 17th. Or there around last year. That's a very specific. So I'm date. approaching my. <laughs> well, March 17th is my work anniversary. Oh, okay. So it'll be 10 years in hell. So yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, no psychoanalyzing the nerd. <laughs> it's too late. It's already been done. <laughs> Leave your body out of Loma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here to help pump him up a little bit more. People want to know. Are you a single man, Dave? The lady minions uh, want to know. Yes. All right. How old are you, Dave? Uh, 33. Dude, you said, you said you're 27. Come on. Work with me here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I like Justin. I, I, I can appreciate you going out there on your own. Uh, I, I haven't done it yet. I'm kind of worried about it. I'm actually a little worried about coming on people's shows because I don't want to mess their show up. You know, here I got a great co-host that bails me out and he's got my back and he can redirect me or drop some bombs that he knows is going to open up my brain. Uh, so, you know, it's fortunate to have him here. And so I, I can appreciate you guys doing it by yourself. That's kind of tough and kind of scary, actually. It, it is kind of scary, but I mean, I have a background in music. I have a background in 
audio engineer, so I have the knowledge to like whip through a episode and edit it down as best as I can. And if I need help, I send it off to my buddy John, who hosts my show and runs Pod Bros, because one of the shows he co-hosts, the guy does audio engineering for a living. Huh, so cool. if I can't fix it, he'll fix it for me. You got a leg up on us because it's just me. It's all me on this one. That's right. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> doing a damn good job, man. Uh, I'm an amateur, though. I mean, I've taught myself how to do all this stuff, and it's not. It's not easy. It's all right. Well, I worked with a community theater for God, thirteen, fourteen years, and I was their chief uh, technical person. So if a set needed to be built, if lights needed to be set up, sound needed to be set up, sound cues needed to be made. I was the person that they went to, and I have 14 different awards hanging on my wall from just the theater. Nice. The theater. Theater. <laughs> it sounds like he was a perfect choice to be your bodyguard, man. I know, right? No, he, he, really, he probably can't sing that song for you. Uh, and no. Uh-uh. <laughs> we'll always love you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can hit the notes. I just will never sing that song. <laughs> you got Miguel to sing it for you. Don't worry. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I do Aha's Take On Me or I Believe in a Thing Called Love by the Darkness, but I won't do Whitney Houston. <laughs> so here's some hard-hitting questions for Dave the Nerd. All right. Dave's okay. Dave the Nerd. My bodyguard. Where do you see yourself with your podcast down the road? Are you just, just, you know, just happy just podcasting or do you want to actually accomplish? Is there an end game for you? My end game is to be one of the top 10 in the gaming and hobbies field on iTunes, which I know that will probably never happen, but I'm just happy plugging along, doing what I can, promoting people. I mean, I'm helping people out there, indie creators with their Kickstarter, promoting it. Uh, I got an interview coming up, not this Saturday, but next Saturday with an actress who hasn't done anything for 21 years and she's looking to get back into the acting field and i offered free promotion and she jumped at it nice yeah i think uh you got a really good show i mean i enjoy it i listen to it oh, thank you thank I you i think if you were to get a co-host uh kind of like i have my buddy here i think that would really probably push you even further ahead uh, I, I, well, let me take that back. I'm not trying to say you suck by yourself. <laughs> You're good. Don't don't get me wrong. I enjoy you had that soft spoken voice. You should you should phrase the question differently. You should be like, why did you choose to do a solo show instead of having a co-host? No, I'm just trying to tell him he needs a damn co-host. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're, just, a, you're just making well, backup plans for you to leave me. That's right. Since you're already doing your own, you bastard. <laughs> Hashtag well, securing thing- a new job. <laughs> no, <it's good. laughs> the reason why I don't have a solid co-host is. I work full-time. Oh, okay. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm out of work by 1. Then I go to school full-time. Oh, yeah, that's right. So matching my schedule with somebody else's schedule to record, not the best thing. So with me, I have certain times that I'm available. Miguel can vouch for this because I told him my availabilities for him to come on. And I'll work around that. Then all my editing I do, like, literally – Right before I go to bed, I close my laptop. I pass out. I can relate to that, <laughs> except for when you do that midnight show. What midnight show? I'm I'm not scheduled for a midnight show. No, you released that uh, that little episode thing, didn't you? My getting confused. Oh, the yeah, the little. I release a comic book 
list that comes out every Tuesday. No, I thought I downloaded something. You had like a quick show, like a 15-minute show or something. Or am I getting my guys confused? Damn it, they all sound alike. <laughs> probably getting your guys confused. Cause Ad- Adrian I, did a show about the Spider-Man Adrian. news at Not midnight. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you actually think about it. You're doing so many shows now on the hashtag Shuffle My Shit Tour, you can't even keep them straight, man. I know, man. All you white guys <laughs> sound alike. <laughs> there you go. I threw a race in there. You ready? You happy now? <laughs> well, yes, you, it makes me happy. You could even throw in a religion because I'm probably the only Jewish podcaster you know. Okay, cut it off. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Kerry Gordon. Yes. He's Jewish. Uh, Metal gigs. But no, I actually got three shows out on the Pod Bros Network. I got my show, Dave's Nerd Compendium, and Scene I'm Thirsty, which is a movie review podcast with a twist. Me and my buddy John Bruski get together at least once a month, review a movie and a beer, because watching a movie, get thirsty. Then he has a section called the Minicast and asked me to start putting out minicasts, little five, six, ten-minute episodes. So I was like, heck, I'm a nerd. I read comic books. He reads comic books. People read comic books. Just read off the list of the comic books coming out that week. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll probably check out the other one about the movie reviews and stuff. That sounds pretty cool. I'll even probably check out the other one, the comic book list. That's interesting. Well, the comic... The comic book list you can only get if you go to podbros.com, okay. and it's in the minicast section. And seeing I'm Thirsty, as far as I know, it's on iTunes and Stitcher, or you can get through an RSS feed like I do, or just go on the Podbros Network. We got uh, our review of The Crow up there and Spaceballs, and we're going to be getting together Friday night to record one for Valentine's Day or Valentine's Month-ish. And the movie is uh, She's Out of My League. I've never seen that one. It's a chick flick comedy. I saw it once, and the only thing uh, oh, I remember is... The- she's Out of My League is the one where she has the webbed toes. He, she thinks she's like all perfect, but she has like her feet has like webbed toes or whatever. And the other girl, he has a girlfriend who's still in love, but she treats him like dirt, and she's with somebody else. I don't think I ever saw Because he's like a security guy or whatever at the airport. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, TSA agent. Yeah, he's like a he's rates himself like a four, and she's like a ten or a nine. Uh, now it's starting. It's Alice hard. Eve. Yeah, I think I did see it now. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed <laughs> it. It's pretty. It's pretty good. I All liked right. it. All right, cool. Well, yeah, I just have to find my copy of it again. Cool. Do you guys take suggestions for movies? Always. All right. I may have to uh, shoot a few off the beaten path movies I like down your your way. Thanks, killing. Well, any. <laughs> Uh, movie or beer suggestions, email to us at thebros at podbros.com and put and scene in the subject line. John will read it and reply to me and say, hey, we got these suggestions. Okay. I'll send you some. Oh, nice. <laughs> I can't me? wait to see what you're going to send. <laughs> I want to see what they think of Grim Love. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. Don't make him see that movie. At least it's not Human Centipede. It's worse. It's worse. It's worse, man. Like, Grim Love is the only movie I've ever watched that... I had to turn off and like take a few minutes to uh, go walk in the sunlight. <laughs> and I watched and recover it myself. Through. It's about a, a guy who has a desire to be eaten alive. Like that is his, he has like an obsession with it. So he goes on the internet and starts trying to find cannibals and he finds some, they come to his place and, and he's like, okay, I want to be treated this way. And then you can cook me this way. And he has cookbooks and all this stuff prepared. And when they get there, they realize it's like too real and all the cannibals like start leaving and he can't ever find anybody until eventually comes across this dude and over the course of like two months they slowly eat him piece by piece they work their way up his legs and uh that's not the first piece he cooked though yeah well they started with the uh (laughs) (laughs) say it 
the junk. <laughs> <laughs> the Schwanson Hooper. Yeah. Cooked it in the frying pan. And they both enjoyed it. That's nasty as shit. Uh, it's, it's a pretty gruesome movie. The sad thing is, I could probably watch that while eating dinner, and I'd be fine. So yeah, most most horror movies don't bother me. Like my one of my favorite movies is Itchy the Killer. Have you seen that? Yes. I love Itchy the Killer. <laughs> like that and that movie's beyond gruesome. For some reason Grim Love, it's more the psychological thing than it is the the gore that gets to me. Because I just can't under, I can't get inside the headspace of somebody that wants to be eaten like that. It really messed with me. Well, it's hard to pick movies when I have a collection that's over 5,000 movies and that's just DVDs alone, not counting VHS. Or Laserdisc. Nerd. <laughs> That's right there in his name, man. I know, right? <laughs> well, just imagine if I did a music review show. I got over 10,000 CDs, 5,000 albums, 6,008 tracks, and I'm not counting cassettes because that's pretty much an entire closet full. I'm buy- not talking about my 13 terabit uh, server either full of music. Who am I hanging out with here? <laughs> I used to be a DJ, if you can't tell. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> play some Kanye? <laughs> no. What no you gotta, I don't play fake Kanye music. Up? Yeah, exactly. Fake music. <laughs> vanilla Ice is not fake. <laughs> if you want to listen to a good Vanilla Ice album, Too Cold. It was released in like the mid to, I want to say 2005, 2006. He does a hardcore metal version of Ice Ice Baby called too cold and it's phenomenal wow. i think i've heard that before it's pretty badass yeah the entire album is great zigzag story prozac life too cold awesome album well i'm thinking of releasing a metal album here uh later this year it's gonna be all christian jesus what do you think good <laughs> they actually have 1500 christian metal bands oh well, i'm giving it a twist you're not, doing, you're not doing anything original, man. There's so many like guttural death metal bands that oh. sing about. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's that many Allah death metal bands. <laughs> to be honest, fourteen. <laughs> Damn. Now I have never heard of a Jewish death metal band. If you find one of those, then I'll be surprised. Uh. <laughs> there's, there's one out. There's one out there. I bet Carrie knows about it. Buckleball. Buckleball. <laughs> dreidel. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like very metal Hanukkah. Nice. <laughs> I got nothing on that, man. That's crazy. Very That's metal Hanukkah. Very nice. Well, let's move on to uh, one of our most well-liked segments. It's time for Tell Me a Funny Story. Dave, you got a funny story for us today? I actually thought of a couple funny stories for you, and they all relate with music. Okay, perfect. Uh, I have a condition that I self-name as musical OCD, where if I hear a bit of a lyric, a song title, I have to either sing, whistle, hum, or sing in my head and bob around like a lunatic that part of the song. Well, one follow Friday a couple weeks ago, I was doing my normal follow Friday posts, you know, all 15 of them or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And Annalise from Dark Angels of Prey Freaks uh, messages me back and says, thanks. I was like, no problem. Thank you for being a friend. All of a sudden, after I sent that, travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant. Oh, wait, that's 140 characters. Send. 
<laughs> Next thing you know, she's like, oh, no, no, you didn't. I was like, what, what? And she's like, you didn't have to sing that. Now I got that song stuck in my head. I was like, well, that's what friends are for. Send. Through good times and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. Damn it, I'm doing it again. Send. <laughs> then when I asked her and Neil to be on the show, she said, or she put something, hashtag facts alive. So, of course, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts alive. Damn it, send. So, I can curse people by getting songs stuck in their head just because they curse me by starting a stupid song lyric. Your story just reminded me of something. Uh, I was watching At Midnight, uh, Chris Hardwick show. Yes. On uh, Comedy Central a few days ago. And you know they always do the special hashtag uh, for the show and then all these people chime in with different whatever. But this week uh, the, the hashtag was superhero song lyrics. And I don't normally participate, but this week I felt like I had to. <laughs> so I came up with some really good ones, I thought. First one was uh, "Smells Like Teen, T- Teen Titans" from Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, from Motley Crue, "Highway to the Hellfire Club." <laughs> nice. Um, but the best one was Rick Astley, "Never Gonna Give You Up," "Never Let You Down," "Not After I Work So Hard to Collect You," from the Collector. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna give you up. <laughs> and, and see, you saying that runs into my second story I was going to tell. Nice. Me and my buddy have this game that we play and we take a song (laughs) (laughs) no although it could be construed that way we'll take a song and we'll substitute a word because you know how you'll take a song title and put under the sheets after it like two out of three ain't bad under the sheets almost like being in love under the sheets just to see what kind of creepy song titles you can come up with okay with us we'll change the words you, two, blue, new, anything that rhymes with the word Jew. So, I mean, you got, I got Jews under my skin. Or, um, I was made for loving Jews, baby. Never go and give Jews up. <laughs> and, and we'll just go on and on. And one day we were like, okay, we won't see each other for a I'll couple have a weeks. Jew Christmas without you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, we just wrote down lists. We each had a single subject notebook line, college rule notebook, full of all these different song titles. And I mean, some of them were just so bad they made your skin cringe. Uh, I can't remember the one he did. It was like, I want a new Jew, or no, I want a Jew drug. One that won't make me sick. Then he had, uh, I want Jews to want me. I need Jews to need me. Or the best one he had was, what I like about Jews, their wallets are so tight. <laughs> We're going to have to make a Mexican version of this. Whoa. Every time the word sex is said, replace it with Mexican. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be chimichanga. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Just stick to playing, you racist bastard. You know that's your favorite <laughs> game. Mattel's going to pick it up sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> For families. <laughs> White Bronco, who's driving? OJ Simpson? Aw. <laughs> too soon? <laughs> I don't know if it's too soon hey, on that one. That was the last time the Broncos ever had a good run. Nice. <laughs> Jew crazy, man. <laughs> yes, Jew's crazy. All right, well, I got a funny story, too. Oh, yeah? Because uh, I'm supposed to do one. That's right. <laughs> so... When I was a kid, uh, we went on a lot of family vacations. I think I've mentioned that before. Yeah. 
And I was probably in this story eight years old, which means my sisters were six and five. And uh, we'd been driving for like 17 hours straight. And we ended up stopping at a motel after like 17 hours. My dad was exhausted. The whole family was tired. All we just wanted to sleep and then get up in the morning and finish the rest of the drive. So we went and we got like some pizza. We went to like a pizza inn or something. We got a couple of carryouts, brought them back to the room. And uh, we walked in. My mom was like, it smells really bad in here. My sister was like, yeah, it stinks, it stinks. And uh, my dad was like, I don't smell anything. You guys are crazy. He laid in the bed and fell asleep like immediately started snoring. I was sitting at the, the table eating my pizza. Because, <laughs> you know, me and my pizza. <laughs> Yeah, I know you and your pizza. <laughs> uh, so my mom was just convinced that it smelled really bad. She started searching the room. She's like, I can't find anything. It's, it smells so bad, though. It smells like shit. Why does it smell like shit? And then uh, I said, well, because there's a poop right there. <laughs> 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 Somebody pooped under the table that I was sitting at. What the hell? And I just kept eating my pizza. <laughs> Do you like some poop with your pizza? Uh, it didn't bother me at all. Oh. My, my dad so woke did- up. And went and complained to the management, and then they were like, okay, we'll move you to a different room. What the fuck? <laughs> Who shits on the rug? Under the table? I don't know, man. I wasn't sleeping on that floor that night, though. I understand that. <laughs> so did the design of the room or the interior decorating scare the shit out of someone? I don't. It could have been a dog shit, but I, I don't think so. It was uh, larger than most dog poop. It was either a really big dog or a, a person. <laughs> Damn. Is that a shit? <laughs> I'm not touching it to find out. I'm going to stand over here and eat my pizza. You guys can look at it. (laughs) Wow. That that reminds me of the movie Knocked Up. Is that chocolate or (laughs) doo-doo? Yep, it's chocolate. What if that was the other? You don't want to (laughs) know. What the hell, man? That's two stories now that some funky stank has been around. Last time was your sister's clam, actual clam that was dead and got cooked (laughs) in the car. (laughs) Yeah. And now shit. Is that a shit? <laughs> well, this is not a depressing dog story. I know, right? I'm going to go drop some shit in your cube next time, see if, how long it's, <laughs> it's a shit. <laughs> well, nowadays, I'd probably notice it pretty quickly, unless you put a pizza in front of me, and then I might not be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Deliver a little CCs and, and some shit to your desk. <laughs> I'm easily distracted, apparently. <laughs> I'd have been throwing up all over my pizza, man. That's just nasty. Well, one time we went to Chick-fil-A. This was when I was in college, um, and it was me and Heather and a friend of mine named Dennis. And Heather and I ordered our food, and we came and sat down. Heather got up and went to the bathroom, and then Dennis got his food and came and sat down. And he and I started eating, and we were having a conversation or whatever. And at the table directly adjacent to us, there was a couple of kids and a mom. And the mom got up and walked away, and one of the kids was really young. It was like a baby. He just started throwing up, oh. just just projectile vomiting. And it was like so much that it was like overflowing off the table. like It was running over onto the floor. And Dennis and I are just watching the kid vomit, and we're eating our food like it's nothing. Heather, Heather had started to walk back to the table, saw it happening, and she was like, ugh, ugh. She was like, I can't even eat. I can't even be in this room. What is wrong with you guys? How are you eating that food? We are like, what? The kid just threw up. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> but it was nasty. It was like greenish brown, and it was like running down the table. And I mean, it didn't bother me. I could handle anything. <laughs> but it bothered Heather, so we finished eating in the car. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you sick bastard. I'd have been like, Bleh. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> Doesn't bother me, though. Actually, I probably would have said, get your goddamn kid out of here! <laughs> you nasty bastard! Single mom, two kids. What can you do? Something. Leave him at Chick-fil-A? Yeah, not <laughs> nice. <laughs> Somebody oh my else's God. problem now. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking brat kids. 
I don't advocate leaving children in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting so stories. Those are my funny stories. Hmm. Those are some weird stories, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the news for the week. Comics, movies, and TV. What would you like to hear about first? We'll mess, I'll mess with you a little bit there. Give me the movies. Movies. Okay, so this is breaking news. Apparently, Marina Bakarin has been cast as the lead female in the Deadpool movie. Who the fuck is that? You know Marina Bakarin? No. From Firefly? Uh, she's the doctor girl on Gotham? Oh. Horsticles approves. <laughs> she's, she's a good actress. Uh, I don't know. I don't know names. I don't know what female she's going to play. I don't know if it's going to be Carmelita, or if it's going to be Domino, or if it's going to be somebody, but she's been cast as the lead female in the Deadpool movie, which I think is pretty badass. Hmm. I don't know names. You know this. I have a feeling she'll be Domino. That would be such a good choice, right? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, Gina Carano actually also got cast in the Deadpool movie. She's, I know that name. She's the female MMA fighter. Oh, yeah. She's pretty awesome. I don't know who she's going to be, but hmm. not the lead. So I'm assuming she'll just be some other underling of Ajax or something. Tombstone. <laughs> the female Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. She, she could pull it off. They're going to change it around. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, Colossus is going to be in the movie, which we already knew if you read the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not going to be Daniel Cudmore, who's the guy who played Colossus in the X-Men movies. Okay. Apparently, they're casting somebody new. Who is also going to play Colossus in the Age of Apocalypse movie? Okay, who is so, it? They don't. They don't know yet. They're trying to find the guy. Okay, The Rock. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, Blind Al is going to be in the Deadpool movie. We know that because some of the casting call got released. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really excited to see who they pick for Blind Al. Uh, it's one of my favorite Deadpool characters because she's just a crotchety old woman who he keeps locked in his uh, <laughs> in his room. <laughs> Betty White. She'd be pretty good, but uh, Blind Al is supposed to be like real skinny and hardcore. Hardcore old lady. Hmm. I don't know, man. I had to think about that one. Sally Field. Maybe. She's a little too sweet for the role, I think. She's not bitter enough. Hmm. Angela Lansbury. Please. <laughs> Angela Lansbury can't do it. Come on. <laughs> no? No. No. Have she... you seen her and George Kearns and Sweeney Todd? She <laughs> might be able to do it. Yeah, that's true. Dude, just give the, give the role to Eva Green. Let her put some stuff on and <laughs> she pull it off. Perfect, perfect. Can't put Eva Green in every movie, man. You should. No. <laughs> uh, I decree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as far as uh, Age of Apocalypse, apparently Kelly Smith McPhee has been cast as Nightcrawler. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I saw that picture of that guy. He's the guy from uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Age, the kid. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a weird choice, I think. But he could be good. Yeah. You never really know. Gotta go with somebody new sometime. Yeah. Give him a shot. Well, they're, they're casting all new, younger versions of the characters, so... That's great. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, apparently, as far as Suicide Squad is concerned, uh, Joel Kinnaman, who played RoboCop in the remake, is in talks to play Rick Flagg. Hmm. So, I don't care. You don't care? I don't care anymore. Why not? Take it too damn long. I'll be dead by the time this movie comes out. <laughs> Fuck DC. I think it still has the same release date. It's <laughs> Screw DC. It's taking a long time to cast It ain't Rick gonna Flagg. happen. It ain't gonna happen. They already cast Harley. Something else is gonna be wrong. I like the Harley pick, but everything else is going to be wrong. It'll take another year. They've got to recast, rewrite the script, or some crap. Or people step away from the movie. They'll cast Rick Flag, and the guy say, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Could be. You never know. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason why Tom Hardy backed out is because Rick Flag had such a small role. Yeah, not initially. Initially, he had a bigger part. But then they decided to add the Joker to the cast, and a lot of his role and speaking parts got trimmed down. They just need yeah, my role. only issue is uh, dead shot. Deadshot is a white guy in every comic I've seen. You racist. Why Will Smith? You racist bastard. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, I'm not too opposed to it. I mean, I, I, I honestly think Tom Hardy leaving the Rick Flag role is good for the movie because he was such a perfect Bane. I don't really want to see him play anybody else. You know, I don't want him to be the next uh, Johnny Storm. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so I'm happy that he's not doing the role, but I don't know. I, I kind of wish it had gone to. Thank you. <laughs> I wish it had been cast earlier. You, know, you are right. It's going to slow the movie down. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. We'll see what Will Smith can do. I don't yeah. care. He can be. He's a pretty decent actor. All right, I'll move on to TV. Uh, there's only one bit of TV news for the week. Okay. Uh, Doug Jones has been cast as Deadbolt in Arrow. Okay. Well, you know they've they've done a good job on Arrow, so I'm going to go. I'll you know I trust him. Yeah, I will too. Uh, as far as comics, there's a few things. Uh, Jim Starlin's Dreadstar is going to be coming to TV on NBC. Uh, it got picked up a couple days ago. That was the very first epic comic. Uh, under the Epic brand before it got picked up by Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Jim Starlin, so I'd like to see some, some of his shows make it to TV. On what network? NBC. They'll put it Friday night at 9. It'll be <laughs> done in a year. Go to sci-fi. Yeah, it's, it's entirely possible. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Feel a little bitterness there toward Constantine. You're damn right, NBC. Get that shit fixed. Start tweeting with hashtag Save Constantine. It's still time. Damn right I'm going to start tweeting that. <laughs> I told you two, two weeks ago. <laughs> you haven't done it yet. I'm too busy arguing about Kanye. Leave me alone. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, apparently, San Diego Comic-Con registration opens February 21st. San Diego. <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con registration opens February 21st at 9 a.m., and this year they're restricting it to three tickets per purchase. So I'll get other people a chance to pay $200 freaking dollars for a ticket? Pretty much. So uh, just wanted to mention that in case people are planning to purchase tickets to San Diego Comic-Con. You going to buy some? Uh, I don't think we're going to make it this year <laughs> to that. Damn it. If we go anywhere, it'll be New York, right? New York, New York, uh, or Florida. You can always come to Motor City. I don't want to get stabbed or killed yet. <laughs> yeah, they don't like Mexicans up it's, there, do they? <laughs> it's not, we have an entire section of Detroit that's called Mexican Town. Nice. We'll be safe. Look, only but, time no, it's, Go ahead. It's a suburb called Novi, which is a pretty ritzy area. Well, clearly you don't know me because I'm not Mexican. <laughs> My name is Michael Gardner. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, I'm not coming to Detroit unless Axel Foley's there, okay? <laughs> no, but we do got Robert Patrick of T2 fame, mm-hmm. John Snyder, Robert England, uh, let's see, so I'm gonna get Dean Kane. There's a bunch of people that are showing up, and a lot of them have just been added in the past, like, two days. Nice. What, no Butch Patrick? <laughs> Eddie Munster? Come on. <laughs> So the last bit of news is that there is going to be a new Infinity Gauntlet miniseries spinning out of the Secret Wars storyline. And Jerry Dugan is going to be writing it. So Mags is coming back. Possibly. I mean, you don't really know what the storyline is going to be. Who's writing it? Jerry Dugan. Well, hell yeah, then. Yes, I saw your face change when I said that. <laughs> you were like, miniseries, fuck that. <laughs> oh, Jerry Dugan. Okay, yeah, I'll follow along. <laughs> what are you saying, man? What are you saying? <laughs> I know how you feel. I'm a, I'm a miniseries racist. <laughs> If it's not being written by Colin Bunn, Jerry Dugan, Ben Templesmith, Joshua Williamson, Simon Steve Orlando, I'm not going to read it? Just like with everything in your life, you like it long. Whoa. You don't like it small. Whoa. <laughs> Bodyguard, where you at, man? <laughs> he can't protect I, you from I, verbal assaults. I was assaults. waiting on That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, he, he can't protect you from verbal assaults. <laughs> and that's Just all remember, news. sticks and stones may break your bones, but whips and chains excite you. That's sleaze. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all the news for the week, guys. That's pretty cool. I got some good news in there. Yeah. I'm excited about some stuff and not too excited about other stuff. Pretty typical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to remind everybody, if you enjoy the show, 
Uh, there's a couple of new places you can find us. You can find us on nerdbong.com, along with a lot of other podcasts like the Baked English Pod, the Pokeballs Podcast, the Untitled Movie Podcast, and our good friends, the Comic Syndicate. You can also find us on wickedradionetwork.com, uh, where our latest episode is up. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. And if you find us on one of those two sites, please, please, please leave us a review. We are really trying to get our name out there and get higher up in the what what's hot and in the rankings. So any five-star review does a lot for us. We, we've got like a bunch in the past week. So uh, thank you to those people that have been helping us. And yeah. Everybody else, please do the same because we're on the cusp of uh, getting some notoriety there. So. Cusp. <laughs> hey, we're already in the hey, top I, 50. I put my reviews in. Yes, you did. And thank you very much, Dave. I gave you my review. Yes, I saw him. This piece of crap podcast needs to go away. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I gave this you. Jew needs to get a life. <laughs> and a wife. <laughs> also, I started a new podcast, which I mentioned last episode, called the Just In Case Podcast. Uh, you can find it at jicpod.com. And if you go there and you click on the podcast link, you will find a link to several of the other podcasts that I'm a fan of, including Dave's Nerd Compendium. You know what? Congratulations. Yes, I saw You're that. a star. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's one place you can fi- find Dave. But if you want to find him in other places, you can find him at podbros.com. Uh, also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and hell, just email me and I'll send you an episode. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, also, Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter, I'm at comical podcast. Miguel is comical podcast too. And Dave is Dave the nerd underscore DNC. So follow all of us and uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. You got to pitch your little spiel. Let me get my spiel now. <laughs> <laughs> I, the great Lord Horsicles, am going on tour this week. I will be appearing on the Just in Case Pod. Then I will be going on with Dave the Nerd and Bryfi Podcast, and currently working on joining Adrian Has Issues, BS Excluded, the Comic Syndicate, and I know one other person reached out to me. And I can't remember right now. But I uh, look forward to doing this. Join on their podcast and come listen to me as I tour the other podcasts and shit on them. Again, follow me. Hashtag Shovel My Shit Tour 2015. And the tour t-shirt will have him kissing Kanye's ass. No! <laughs> It'll have Horse Minion 519 shoveling the shit looking at horse sleeves. Thank we God probably, that's we get, We'd probably get Chris Ryder to draw Kanye West shoveling your, your shit. That'd be awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we can have, like, Horseman be- 519 yelling at him, or, that's not how you pick it up <laughs> with, with a <laughs> <Yeah>. megaphone. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And, and then, you have- know what? Oh, go I'm sorry, Dave. Then you have to have Minion 8675309 bitch slapping him and telling him not to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And that's it for the show, guys. Uh, Dave, you want to close us out? Well, as a wise man once said, Keep on laughing, bitches.